Because the blood of God inside of Jesus is the blood that was shed on the cross just 33 years later. It's the blood that redeems us and restores us back to God. It's the blood that forgives us of our sins if we believe in him and we submit to him and we obey him. That's the reason that one man's blood was able to save so many. That's the reason that Jesus' life was infinitely valuable and his sacrifice was infinitely worth it. And now Mary gets it. The light goes on, right? It only took like three times, but she got it. The child that she was going to carry was going to be the Savior. The child that she was going to carry was going to be the King, the Holy King, the Son of God, who would rule and reign forever. And in the very next verse, we see her response. Right? She gets it, and now she continues with the conversation with Gabriel. Gabriel tells her, and behold, your relative Elizabeth, the one that we talked about at the beginning, she is going to be in her old age conceiving and bearing a son. And this is the sixth month with her who is called barren. That goes right back to the first line that we read. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel went to Mary. And, and this is the part we can't miss, for nothing is impossible with God. God's will here was that Elizabeth bear a son and that Mary bear a son. And Mary, like I said, she gets it and her response is, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. She bows in submission to the will of God. A 15-year-old laying aside any social standing, any personal cost that this child, that Jesus was going to bring her, any consequences that may come of it culturally, she says, that to me is not important. The will of God is. And in the very next line, she says, let it be to me according to your word. Let your will be done, God. And the angel departed from her, gone, as quickly as he came. See, Mary's submission here is what I want to focus on. Mary's submission here is what is to be applauded. Because time and time again, God kind of tugs on our hearts to get us to do something. Or we read God's word and we're like, I don't know if I like that. Right? He challenges us to live a certain way And we don't respond in obedience. We don't respond in submission. Our response is, no, God, I know better. No, God, you know what? That might hurt me too much right now. So maybe maybe we can do that one a little bit later when I'm not as really, when I'm a little more comfortable with it. But Mary's response was that of a servant. She knew Christ was coming. She knew she was going to bear the Savior and the King. And she submitted And her submission marks the beginning of Jesus' life. God chose Mary. And through her, he did this impossible thing where a virgin was going to give birth to a child. But if we're honest, that submission, right, we see it play out in Jesus' life too. 
Before we get there, I want to give you my point. It says, because God is the God of the impossible, I can submit to his sovereign will without fear. Like I said, Mary submitted to it 100%. As his servant, she said, God, let your will be done. And when she did that, she set aside everything. She put aside all of the fear. And like I said, it foreshadows what we see in Jesus' life too. Obedience and submission marked the beginning of his life, but it also marked the end of his life, his earthly life, before he was resurrected. 